Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. It's time to BS, a U Stadium podcast. Hello there, you sexy bitches. <laughs> um, I'm here, and Mike Merce has made his return. That's right, baby. Let's get it. How you doing, man? How you been? Hey, you hear me right? It's coming through? Yeah, it's coming through. All right, good. Happy yeah. to be here, my man. Hey, likewise. Always happy Always happy to have you around, my man. So, how things been since the last time we spoke? I mean... Like on here on the pod, but hey, um, it's good. I mean, I'm just trying to do what I got to do. You know, I've been working a good amount. Kind of was like, I don't know. I had some. I had like a medical thing I had to take care of. I was like kind of scared for a little bit, but it's all good. And like, that's good. That's so, good. So we're just, like trying to get the recovery process going and like just trying to execute like I yeah. Could do. That's that's the best you can do. I mean, uh. The best part about doing this podcast is uh, talking to people before the show and sometimes in the middle of each episode. Um, so, I was at the beach and I figured, hey, I'll go see what Merce is up to. So, uh, I pulled up and he's just showing the water. Just showing. Yeah, you're showing. I mean, I mean, we're all, we've all grown up in our own unique way in, in a sense and like I said before I mean you grow older you go you grow wiser in a sense I mean people just people don't understand that hey you, in order to become wise and old you must be first be young and stupid I mean we've all done exactly we will <laughs> yeah we've all done stupid decisions in our young in our younger days but uh, we all learn from our mistakes in the end. That's right. If you really think about it, though, too, like, when we were children, we really had no idea what we were getting thrown into no. until we, like, grew <laughs> up and, like, realized what's actually going on. No. Uh, like, what it actually is, like, actual reality. Yeah. It's, it's like, you gotta, you gotta really, like, you gotta really get after it to, like, get past that. You know, it's really, it's really wild what's going on, and, you know? It's crazy, man. I think about it every single day. It's crazy. I mean, sometimes you have a laugh with it. It's like, ah, I used to do that. <laughs> I used to do that at your, at your age. <laughs> now now look at yourselves. <laughs> I wonder, honestly, you know, I wonder what these kids in, like, BBP High School, like, you know, I wonder what's going on with that. Because when we were 18, it was pretty crazy. And like, yeah, really we were nuts. We were nuts, but not that bad. I mean, we really we, had the best grade. Like, respect and, like, can go nuts if you want it. Yeah. I mean, we all had fun. We all had fun in our own unique way. I mean, that's that's all we did. We we tried the best we could do to have fun, and that's what we wanted to do. Yeah. That's all we yeah. wanted to do. And also, when yeah, we were young... Yeah. What, what's yeah. up? 
it's crazy and you know some people get older and you know they don't have a lot of, as they don't have a lot of fun time like they used to so no you, know, you it's crazy time time is really valued nowadays it yes really is. and what i do with my time is, is so important to me of course I mean, you could be recording a podcast like some idiot who's sitting in front of you right now. <laughs> nah, but nah, but real though. Um, I I would have uh, I would have had a lot of fun if I knew how to record podcasts back in high school. I would have had so much fucking fun, man. Been amazing. music in high school. Yeah, <laughs> bring my speaker around just. Blasting it all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like that's honestly what I used to do. Like senior high school, when I started, you know, doing some delinquent activity, I would go out and you know bring my speaker out, and we would all just you know do some delinquent activity, and then just like freestyle. It was so fun. Of course. So I'm gonna for those of you who really know me well from back in high school. Um, there was a, like a phenomenon that that uh, made me quote unquote famous in a sense. Um, I when I first had Instagram, um, I started recording people in the background just randomly, <laughs> and it started out this small little thing, and then eventually got huge. Um, I what was the name again? I know you're It was about. Cruise Cam. It was the Cruise Cam. <laughs> so, originally it started at a basketball game, at a high school basketball game. I remember this very well. And I'm just, you know, like half the camera is everyone in the background and half the camera is, is that me. And, like, you just see, like, half my face. And I'm just recording everyone like an idiot. And I never knew, and it was it was so much fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. That's like people went with, that's like, that's when recording people is okay too. Nowadays, like a huge issue. You know? Yeah, you record people, you get shot. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's kind of dark. We'll see what happens to Christy and Maxwell. Hey oh. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was uh, yeah. Epstein's uh, Epstein's uh, squeeze, right? Oh man, I don't even want to get started. But so, I called it. Is... Can I say I called it? I mean, I think a lot of us called it. A lot of us <laughs> called it. Listen, for those of you who don't know what's going on, unless if you live under a rock, um, so there was this conspiracy theory that's going on that Theo Epstein, uh, who. Supposedly killed himself or was murdered um, in prison because he knew something about high-ranking U.S. government officials <laughs> and celebrities and, and celebrities, which which is not surprising in the end. Which is not surprising. I mean, I mean, I don't trust the government. I'm one of the, I'm one of several people who don't trust the government for that matter, but. In the end, I mean, we had to see this coming. It's now she starts talking about this shit, and there are bets placed on her. But uh, who who has the over or the under of uh, how how long she lives? Oh, um, that's honestly a crazy bet. Imagine that thing like the kids real. 
<laughs> I got it. It's all good. Oh, boy. And then Instagram's trying to, like, you know, say something as part of the post and make us click, like, two buttons to see the post. Yeah. And, like, well, they have the option to read more about it and then, like, yeah. go on the website. They say they're hiding it from stories and tweets and filtering it from hashtags. Are you kidding me? Like, Facebook, like, everyone knows what's going on. Like, anyone who actually tries to pay attention knows what's going on. Yeah. You have Instagram because you were Facebook and you can literally surveillance and keep tabs on every single person and every single thing. Yeah. Well, that's also why I really don't use social media that much anymore. I mean, I do it for now and then. I admit that. But not as much as I used to. I was posting three times a day. Used to in high school. And even after high school. But I just... That's crazy. Yeah, it was... Yeah, I mean... Just so I can dance with my eyes. Nah, you, you really don't need to because... In the end, nah, social media is a social media is a want in a nutshell. It's not really a need. I mean, I mean for yeah, I feel but I just have to damn for me like I have to be active on Instagram like it's something that I believe I need to do to like do what I want to do like yeah, I got you. Easy, easy like I feel like I've been posting my opinion so much because I've been on Instagram so much already. So like I'm just wild. Well, yeah, I mean, everyone is entitled to, everyone's entitled to their opinion, and how they decide to live their life is how they decide to live their life. That's, that, that's, it's their life. I mean, you can't really, you can't really judge someone for that. I just, I just got so sucked into it, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just got so sucked into it. Like, it's, it's bonkers, man. Really bonkers. And I'm, like, the only one that's actually, like, Saying what they saying what they want to say in terms of like the Republican side of like low key Trump side like you no know, not everyone is put like a lot of people are silent about it and it's like I don't know what they think is gonna happen to them like you know you gotta stand up for what's right man and what's going on right now is not right of course and people listen. <laughs> That we all we are all guilty of uh, looking at models and Instagram, but sometimes you gotta think the only reason you're famous in the first place because you is because of your ass. In the, I mean, you said you said it also. I know these girls, man. It's so disrespectful to themselves. Like, you gotta have some. I don't know how they do it, man. I can never. Like, I understand self-love goes a long way, but come on now. (laughs) Yeah, I don't... I don't know. And realistically, I don't find it at all attractive. Like, I don't care how hot you are. No. Like, like, girls actually being really beautiful, like, I think it really, like... I mean, it's totally true, though. I mean, you know, there's females that are hotter than others and, like, prettier than others. But, like, some of the really hot ones, man, just... I don't know how they do it. Well, in terms of... Go on. It's just like bonkers. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know what I wanted a woman anymore. I mean, I used to think that all that I wanted a woman was a gorgeous girl that I could have by my side and be like, oh, here's my dime or whatever. (laughs) 
No, but um, I I think I said this before. I what I want in a woman, what I want in a girl, or in a woman for that matter, is someone who I know that I can trust to raise a family with, and someone that I know that hey, like you're not boring. I'm not the only one having fun. Yeah. I mean, th- there used to be excitement in life. I mean, there's not a lot of, um, how do I put this? I mean, women today, the way I see it, care about the party life. And that's the way I see it. And it's a, it's a damn shame. I mean, I mean, Dan in the back thinks differently, but. <laughs> it's, it's, bro, some of them are like, and, uh, I don't know, I I don't know how some people do it in general, not even just girls, even guys. But like, um, yeah, we're all victims of this. sucked into that. Like, it's different, you know, we're 18, 19, 20, you know, it's whatever, but like, you know, it's crazy because we're going to be seeing a lot of kids growing up and like, you know, not really, not really getting to the next step. And I, I don't know, man, I could just never see myself being me, you know? No. Or any of ways or any single person that I know that I care about none of them they all have to be eating yeah every day it's it's a strange world we live in it's a strange world that we live in it really is world of sin but so good yeah. <laughs> yeah what you doing uh, drinking some diet peach snapple it is so good oh really uh, well, my favorite drink, well, God, that's difficult. Uh, we have a whole other segment that I have planned out that we can do that, so give me a second. <laughs> so before the last segment ended, um, Mike was just asking me, uh, what's your favorite drink? And I actually, funny enough, on this, uh, this show log I have here that really doesn't have much, uh, planned out like food talk, believe it or not, because we're all we're all foodies. Let's be honest here; we all love food. Who doesn't? Yeah. But uh, favorite drink? Jeez. Well, I like a good southern sweet tea, like a natural sweet tea. Like okay. Like like not up here. There's a there is a good place in in Manhattan that actually has like authentic sweet tea from the from the deep south and they brew it up here but nah but down in the Carolinas oh just sweet tea with shrimp and grits for breakfast oh my god that was so good but what about you? Uh, so I mean I can give it to you like this I mean I've been drinking a lot of diet peach and apple right now. Only when I eat, water is has to be my favorite drink. Like I just have to, you know, it, even if it's not, like I have to tell myself that because that's really what everyone should be drinking. Yeah. So, like it, water, low key is probably my favorite drink, but it has to be the right temperature. It can't be too cold because then I can't really like taste it because like my my receptors in my in my mouth just like get annihilated you know it's got to be like a nice like soothing cool down the throat i got so, like, you diet peach snapple and like arizona green tea is a big one yeah well we're all a victim of that i mean 
Yeah. Oof. And then now you can't. Because that takes uh, a yeah. toll on you. I, I would, well, yeah, I would never do that now, too. Like, that's crazy. Like, looking back at that. Yeah. yeah. There was a time where, when I would go into work in the morning, I would stop by the deli. In, I would stop by a firehouse in Blue Point, and I would get what I think is a really good breakfast sandwich: uh, bacon and cheese. Hold up! Hold okay. up! Hold up! Hold up! Bacon and cheese, salt, pepper, ketchup, uh, spinach, and coleslaw on a roll. Wow! How was that? Oh, it's good. It's really good. Like, like coleslaw. Like I that? love coleslaw, man. I love coleslaw. No, it's really good. And I right, so actually did to be honest. Like, I literally live walking distance from Firehouse Deli. It would take me a four-minute walk. And I've really been going to see why I get egg sandwiches, but I I started going to Firehouse, and I got this sandwich. It was like a, a an egg bagel with two over medium eggs, bacon, American cheese, and like Ooh. avocado. Nice. So good. So and like. No. Well, honestly, Dick, to be honest, one more thing. No, the, yeah, best egg sandwich I had is, the best egg sandwich I had is the cafe I worked at. I work at in oh, the Bean? I'm not even kidding. Oh, no, really? Not the, bean. The, the Greenhouse Cafe in Long Island Community Hospital. Oh, really? Bro, I'm not even, like, I'm not even trying to put my spot on, like, <laughs> the M, but, like, it's so good. It's oh, so I good. bet. Um... One of my signature sandwiches that I would get whenever I go to the deli for lunch. Um, oh, this is going to sound... You're going to fucking love this. So it's uh, breaded chicken cutlets, bacon, smoked gouda, coleslaw, and and tomato on a hero. Oh, chop that thing down. It was so good. No, it's... <laughs> One of my favorite sandwiches is um, we used to call, I used to call it the Mikey Special one, like before I worked there and during our work there. Oh really? Be fresh mozzarella pesto on like a brick oven roll from Perchy's Deli. Oh really? So- oh god, the meat pie there at um at Perchy's Deli is so good. Yeah. No, I would um I would get that a lot for Christmas, and would bake it. A little bit in the oven. I would get it. I would get it packed up, and I would bake it in, in the oven when I get home. Uh, really good, man. Really good. But favorite overall sandwich. There was a place in Mystic, Connecticut, that I went to once, and the New England area is well known for the lobster, and so I got a lobster roll. That was seasoned just right. Had the just right amount of mayonnaise in there. Right amount of coleslaw. The bun was crispy. The bun was also buttery too. Okay. Yeah, and the fries. Oh, the fries were salted right. (laughs) Yeah, but I I don't like to season my food like crazy amounts of seasoning. I just don't. I used to, but but I don't anymore because it just ruins the flavor. It does. Like, I'll put, like, pepper and then Cajun seasoning on my eggs for breakfast every now and then. And then I'll just... Yeah. 
Yeah, it's just good. Oh, it's good. I feel that. I've been putting some Creole on my egg sometimes. Maybe a little Mason o the Olay taco seasoning. Wow. Oh, that sounds good. Um, I would also bake my chicken with uh, with garlic powder and red pepper flakes. Okay. And then when it's just about to be done, I'll sprinkle some Parmesan cheese on there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can cook, man. I can cook. <laughs> no, I'm I'm having some fun in the kitchen since I moved in here. I'm having a lot of fun. I believe it. I'm sure it's probably nice to have your own place too, man. Really. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it's so nice. And what else do I like to do? Um, I'll cook sweet potatoes on a. I'll pan sear some sweet potatoes with some onions. I'll toss in some frozen spinach in there, and then I'll crack open a few eggs and I'll put them in there. Not oh, not scrambled. They gotta be fried in there because it put some water. If you put water in with that, the sweet potatoes, the onions, and the spinach, it'll fuck everything up. The eggs have gotta be fried because it comes out so much better. And then I'll put some gouda cheese on there. I really that shouldn't be doing that, but. I really shouldn't be doing that because I'm trying to lose weight. But I've been doing good. I've been doing good. But I haven't had cheese in weeks. Good for you, man. I, I try to only eat dairy. I try to only eat dairy project. Um, Try to only eat dairy like one to two days a week. And cheese is my favorite thing in the world, bro. That shit's tough to get rid of. That's what you like, man. Oh yeah. Oh, what else do I have? Um, I'll cook a steak also for breakfast with those eggs what's also. Your, what's your favorite breakfast? What's my favorite breakfast? Well, that, that's interesting how you say that because I've been trying to find the best pancake or waffles on the island, like in like a like a twenty mile radius. I mean, I understand the Blue Point, the diner in Blue Point. They got really fucking good pancakes. I will go there for pancakes all the time if I can. But. I haven't been there in years. Don't I used to go there a So, it, it's, it's hard for me to find the perfect pancake. Because, I mean, you got Denny's. You have, you know, you got California Diner over in Patchogue. But. Yeah. Have you ever been to California Diner? So I've been there a lot, yeah. Ever gotten the grilled chicken panini? Um, no, I should. Okay, so, Dan, next time you go into the California Diner, this is what you're going to do. Alright. Please, this meal has one of the most sentimental values to me ever. If there's one meal before I die, it's this meal. <laughs> grilled chicken panini? <laughs> grilled chicken California Diner. Yeah. Big American cheese. Get fries or a side of home fries, but they have to be crispy, and a side of chipotle mayo. Ooh. Sometimes go with like Will though; he's gonna get like two or three sides of chipotle mayo. Oh, really? So just be careful. Now, what's your go-to fry? Do you go waffle fry or steak fry? I mean, but steak fry is a whole different category than like regular fries. Yeah. Or like sweet potato fries. Sweet potato fries are the best. Sweet potato waffle fries. 
Yeah. Oh, especially if you especially crisp them up and season them right. Oh, so good. But, you know those breakfast. You know, like when I post my breakfast sometimes on my Instagram story, like yeah. You know, it's really the same meal almost every time. Oh, really? It's like the potatoes with the sausage and the eggs. Really? The peppers on. Bro, so you ready? You can hear this, right? Yeah. So, I grate the sweet potato, like with a cheese grater, and I make hash browns out of it. Oh! First thing you do is put the pep- dice the peppers and onions, put them in the pan, let them dry out a little bit, then throw some olive oil in there. Grate up the potato, put it in the microwave for like two minutes. What's the word? Grate it? <laughs> no, like... Uh, oh, you like squish it? Pat it, down, pat it down. Yes, pat it down with the paper towel. After it comes out, to get the water out, and then put it in the pan after the olive oil browns. Just let that shit cook. Oh, man. Oh, then really? Then you make a little sausage patty or two, maybe some bacon. That's the thing. I don't have a cheese grater, because I want to do that. Yeah, it's... What'd you say? How I, don't, I don't have a cheese. I don't have a cheese grater, so I got. I want to find out how to make hash browns, and now you add sweet potato in there. Oh, I fucking love sweet potatoes. I do. Yeah, sweet potato fries are gnarly, but only man is going too old time. So I also have a. Yeah. So I I have a rule when it comes to when it comes to meals on certain occasions, though. If I can cook it, I won't get it, but there's only one time I will get penny alla vodka outside of cooking it myself, and that's at Mama Lombardi's. Okay. It's the only time. Because so cool. I'll get it with crab meat. Oh, wow. Yeah. You can, cause you can get it with crab meat. You have the option of getting it with, with like some crab meat, like a little bit of crab. Oh, it's so fucking good. It's really Burchies. good. What's up? Burchies has really good penny on vodka. They put like prosciutto in it. Oh, sure. really? Nice. <laughs> what else do I got here? Um, I had a. I told you about the uh, bacon wrapped chicken. I told you about that. Yes, and I did it. it was so yeah, good. that's really good, right? Yeah. So. Um, I've been here for two months, almost two months, and I just figured out how to use my oven like two weeks ago. <laughs> now it's a great tool, man. That it is. Easy. I mean, it's a gas oven, so it took me a while to get used to. Yeah. But, I mean, no, it's a it's a great thing to have, and because you also you bake the bacon-wrapped chicken, and just... I'll have to do chicken cutlets one time, and I'll um, I'll make some uh, some chicken cutlets with uh with with fucking something I can't remember what it is a steamed broccoli with in parmesan cheese and garlic. Okay. Yeah. And you like broccoli like that? Yeah. Oh, and garlic. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, especially. I've never really had a solid broccoli meal ever. Well. What you do is you steam it. Like you, um, you take a big pot in like a steamer, and but you like you fill up the pot with like a little bit of water, like salt the water a little bit, and then what I do is that I chop up the broccoli and I put it in a bowl, like a mixing bowl, 
and I'll like drizzle some olive oil on it. And then I'll salt it. I'll salt the broccoli also. And then if I'm really feeling zesty, I'll put some lemon juice in there. Ooh, I use lime juice a lot in my kitchen, Dad. Oh, but no, the lemon, you can smell the lemon juice. It's so good. It's really good. What else? I got to find exactly what I've been trying to do. But my trainer, my trainer wants me to strictly go on a protein-based diet. For okay. Yeah, so he wants me to strictly go protein. No carbs, no sugar, no dairy. It's like... I'll have cheese every... Like, I'll, I haven't had cheese in a couple weeks, as I said, but... I mean... Nothing Dan, wrong with... can I something, though? Like, this guy is a certified personal trainer? Yeah, he is. And he told you to go on an all-protein diet? Why? Would you have a recommendation? Like, protein? protein? Well, carnivore diet, to be more precise. He told you to go on carnivore diet? Why? You got a recommendation? Not carnivore diet. What do you recommend? I mean, if you're doing, you can do carnivore with like a lot of fruits and vegetables, and I'm like cool with that. That's Don't go on carnivore. True carnivore is like bonkers. Like I don't know how people live like that. All like right. true carnivore is bonkers. All right. Well, I'll what? try. Well, I'll have. Well, I recently got a blender also, so I'm gonna start making smoothies. That's uh, gonna be. Yeah, later in the week. So what I want to do is I want to, I want to get some Greek, like a big tub of Greek yogurt, and I'll, I have like two jars of peanut butter. I'll toss in some Greek yogurt, a couple ice cubes, like a scoop of peanut butter. Um, what else do I want to do? And like frozen berries, dude. I'll toss that in there too. And I'll just blend it. I'll just blend it. Blend that I got shit. Trays in my house. That's a sick idea, Dan. You really just opened me up to a different world of my eating. And uh, if you want, you can also you can also do oat milk, which is really good. You can put some oat milk in there before you blend it, like half a cup, like three quarters of a cup of oat milk. It's so it's really it comes out so nice. Some strawberries and blueberries in that peanut butter. Frozen, frozen, frozen berries. Gotta be frozen. They got I'll put enough peanut butter in to like make it a meal. Yeah. And not like a tiny ass shake. I'm gonna have peanut butter. I'm gonna, I'm gonna run it and get like a lot of fats in it and a lot and like a good amount of protein. I used to have peanut butter, like a scoop of peanut butter, with my eggs for breakfast every morning. You ever have sausage with peanut butter? No, I haven't. That's good. Oh really? I know. I follow a trainer on Instagram. He, he eats it with rice. He eats it with salmon. He eats it with. It's fire. I mean, no peanut butter is technically speaking, it it stores fat to where you can burn it better. It's sort of it works sort of like a fat burner. Yeah. But you need to I have like enough of it. So, I mean, I'll I'll have like a, I'll have a. Pe- I'll have like two scoops of peanut butter for breakfast if I have to. What kind of peanut butter you have? Um, I got natural, but uh, I used to have Skippy all the time. 
Skipping natural is pretty good there. Yeah, that's, what I that's good. Oh, all right, we'll transition yeah. real quick. Transition. All right, quick transition. So, the NBA is turning to a shit show. Safe to say. It, it is. I, I don't even know if it's going to go. I don't I know. Mean, I hope so, man. I really hope so. And I just want to see LeBron win another one, and then, like, uh, I'm done like LeBron, but that's beside the point. But, like, you know, I really don't care about the NBA season after this. Like, I just – well, I probably will, but I don't know, man. I hope they do start. It's crazy that they're doing it in Disney World, and it's crazy that LeBron's never had this much rest in his career. And he's training OD. Like, I think it's going to be sick. I think the finals this year, I think the Lakers. If the Lakers win it, bro, I'll be so excited. Lakers Heat. You think Heat's making it? He could make it, yep. Bro, that happened. No, sir, no, no. I was, I called it when I uh, did an NBA preview episode. Um, I said the Jimmy Butler acquisition is going to mean more than anything. Because... Realistically, Milwaukee has two guys. Yeah. What is it? It's Middleton. It's Middleton and Giannis, and that's it. Who do the Heat have? Jimmy Butler, Myers Leonard, uh, fucking Udonis Haslam at like fifty years old, Kelly Olynyk, All Star, Bam Adebayo, Goran Dragic, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, uh, fucking. Fucking none. I, f- I forgot his last name. For his first name. It's crazy. It's going to be exciting this year, man. I can't wait to see it. And they can shoot, bet. too. He can shoot. They got shooters everywhere. They got shooters and interior guys everywhere. It's nuts. I love you it. Think, you think the Lakers are going to make the finals? It's going to be... I think the Lakers can get there if they don't run into the Clippers. If they don't run into the Clippers, and if the Clippers somehow lose in the second round again, which could happen, but if they run to the Clippers, that's a tough series. Yeah. Miami has Milwaukee's number, though. The Clippers is a tough one, man. The Clippers will be tough. I'm saying because, listen, I mean, the Lakers are a historic franchise, and... You know how Laker fans are. They just they want to win badly because that's who they are. But the Heat play that kind. If if Miami does make it to the finals against the Lakers, that's a tough series. That's that's a very tough series. The Heat are disciplined. They're disciplined and they know how to play defense extremely well. And plus, they don't have superstars. I mean, you have Jimmy Butler. But they don't have a true superstar like a Giannis, like a LeBron, or an Anthony Davis, or a Russell Westbrook. They don't have that guy. But they all have really good players. When you look at them, they're they're all disciplined, and they're coached really well, man. Spolstra yeah, can coach. They are a team, too. Spolstra can like, coach. Yeah, I mean, he's got finals experience, too, and, like, two dubs with the king. So, like, he's not the king. I don't know why I said that, but nah. it's LeBron. <laughs> it's wild, though. We've never seen an athlete like this man ever. I truly believe he's the GOAT in terms of single single player. 
I truly think he's the GOAT, but, you know, that's a whole different conversation. Everyone has their own. I mean, I, I watch the NBA, but I'm not into, oh, who's the greatest of all time? Because in the end, it's all opinionated. I really don't care because it's all opinionated. It really is. I mean, it's the same with football. Like, I don't care if people think that Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. In a nutshell, I really don't care. Do you think he's the greatest of all time? Uh, if I had to pick Walter Payton, what Walter Payton meant to the league, even after he died, and before he died, he is maybe the greatest running back ever. Single the, At that time, he is the greatest. He's, in my mind, the best who ever lived. He, I honestly don't know who that is, but yeah. So, if you know the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, that's who he is. That's yeah, who he is. Back. Walter Payton uh, was a running back for the Chicago Bears for 15, 16 years, I think. I think it was like from 77 to, to 1989. He played like 15 or so years, or something like that. But at the time, he re- he retired with the all-time rushing record with over 15,000 yards um, and could do literally everything on offense. Could do everything. But to me, it's between him and Lawrence Taylor as the greatest. I mean, quarterback is... I mean, it's... When it comes to quarterback... It's it's so easy to say that oh they're the greatest because they have the ball the whole time. Yeah, that's they true. control the offense. Right. It's it's infuriating. That's I, I don't I don't like to deal with that stuff. I just I don't. I just talk I ju- I talk smack. I talk bullshit, and that's. Yeah, to be honest, I don't even I don't even know who Lawrence Taylor is. Hey, listen. I don't judge. I can't judge people. Because I myself am not perfect. Yeah, that's right. I'm a sinner just like everyone else. I mean, we all do stupid shit. We're all victim of... We're all, you know, victim of doing stupid shit in the end. But, in the end... I mean... It's just like you said. I mean, God has a plan, man. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I plan on getting um, a tattoo. Really for everybody, and if they want it, they can have it. If yeah. Then they, they can't. You know, they're not going to get it. It's optional. It's optional, I mean, but it's not. It's really not optional because, no matter what, like. God's timing is perfect timing for every single thing that's going on in this world, and He's the only perfect thing to ever be. And but you know, it's His timing is always going to be right, no matter what happens. Good Hell or yeah. bad. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, like people, people really need to understand how how real He is. You know, and a lot of the problems that would be that happen in this world would all be eliminated if everyone was just, you know. <sighs> Yeah. I mean, how do you view people today? I mean, how do you, honest opinion of life today as a whole? I mean, it's a strange, it's a strange world that we live in. 
It really is. It is, man, and it's it's. I don't even know. I feel like I used to try so hard to like understand it, but now it's like I don't even care that much to understand no. it more once. But like you know, I always have to. You know, I really do care about everything that I put on this world and how I act on my day to day life and you know how I try to touch people and how I try to do what I want to do to like make sure that this world is in a better place after I die. Like, but you know, it's really unstoppable what's going on. It really is. And, of course. Uh, of course. All this, all this nonsense, all this negativity, all this hate, man, all this wrongdoing. You know, and these riots in the streets. Yeah. Like, I don't even want to get started on that, but like, anyone think that's okay? Like, I'm sorry. Like, don't talk to me. Yeah. I mean, Please I view don't. people. I view life today as people don't. It's not riots because, hold on, not riots. Before anyone misinterprets me, not yeah. riots. I'm talking about the violent acts that people have been putting into their communities and destroying things. Rioting may not be destructive, so I want to erase what I said before and clarify. Continue. Because uh, people, people be hating on the kid. I got you. Like, I got you. Oh, but I, I view life today as people don't know how to love themselves as much as you know putting people first rather than listen you are one you you're one you you're one person out of seven plus billion people and there are others that will take a gunshot at their head because they think they don't matter or something like that well in the end you do matter because you are what makes you special in the end I mean, look at it. Su the rate of suicide is, is through the roof. The rate... Yeah. The numbers of self-harm are through the roof. Because... People don't understand when to love themselves. And... You, to you told me, and I, I'm paying it forward. Self-love goes a long way. You learn to love yourself for who you are... No matter what dif no matter what differences you have, I mean, that's all that matters, really. It really does. And like you said, there. I mean, yes, God loves you no matter what. I mean, God's like a dog. Dogs love you unconditionally. God will love you unconditionally. And also, it's up to you to teach yourself how to love yourself. And there's so many people today that just don't understand, like, how to love themselves. And people always take the easy way out. It's unfortunate, but I see it all the time. I do. Remember when we were talking about, like, you were talking about what you were, what you liked in a girl and stuff like that? Yeah. So I was actually having that conversation with someone today, and... It was three things. Outside of them, you know, for me to settle down with a girl, she would have to be a believer in God, period. I wouldn't do anything else. Like, I remember you telling me. And, and then also I have to be attracted to them. So outside of those two things, this is what mine would be. I was having this comment today. Um, they have to be a good person. Um, 
program. They have to be, I know the first and the third, I don't know the second. They have to be a good person, they have to be on the journey of mastering themselves, and I think they have to take, it, may, it might have been responsibility. Or no, but it was something else. Like, not being responsible, but like, I forgot what the second one was, but it's facts, bro, man. Not uh, People aren't on Earth to, to master themselves, either. You yeah. Know, I, don't, I, I don't know how people believe, I don't know how people breeze through the wind. I, I know. really don't. I really cannot accept that and for myself, you know. And there's times where, I'm, where I am breezing through the wind. I'm not gonna lie. Like we've all we've all done that, you know. But it's like it's really a matter of how how much you get sick of it and how much you want it to stop. And like, you know, we all do matter. Every single action that we take and every single thing that we do does matter. But you know, to be honest, I look at it a way where we all don't matter. Like like. Like, we really don't. Like, one human out of all of this life on Earth. Like, we genuinely don't matter, and the only thing that does matter is where we go after we die. Yep. No, that's that's just the way I feel, because, like, you know, this Earth means nothing. Like, there's a reason why, you know, there's a reason why we're only here for as long as we destroy ourselves. Yep. You know, like... I feel, I got you. I believe we die when, you know, our body gets sick of taking care of us. Yep. You know? I got you. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna switch segment real quick because I'm gonna bring another person on, and you'll like him. You'll like him big time. All right, so I'll be right back. Look who's decided to show up. Hey, Kyle. <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> Kyle is here to greet all of you sexy individuals. I indeed am here. Indeed he is. So how you doing, man? How you been? I'm good, man. I'm hanging in, you know? I'm 25 days, 20, 25 days into my journey. Yeah, you're 25 days sober, man. Yeah, That's absolutely, good. 100%. Clear-minded. Very happy to hear that. You keep that up. Thank you. You know, I thought it was going to be a lot harder than it is. It's really it. not hard. Good. Spread that, too, because, you know, other people can use that. Yeah. And well, my advice to any other person is if you ever want to do something and be serious about it, you have two options. You can either dedicate your mind to it and your life to it and be 100% all in or it's never going to happen. Or you follow God. And you live by God, and he will guide you to where you need to be. Let's go. You two, I I thank you two in particular. So I was very much excited to have the two of you meet because you two opened my eyes to something I, you know, I'm being completely honest here, I denied for a long time. But I do too. Same here, old boy, let's go. <laughs> I was an atheist until a month ago. Yeah. I remember that phone call. I remember... I never thought that I would... I never thought I would find God. I never thought I would turn to God. I never thought I'd be one. I used to laugh at those people. I used to think, oh, yeah, turn to him when you need something. Or, oh, yeah, you know, of course go to God when you're in time of need. But that's when you... That's there's a reason for that that's when most people typically turn to him because you do need but the thing is 
He guides you. He puts you in positions where... How do I describe it? He's going to test you. He's going to put you in positions where you need to be. And you just need to understand that. And if you actually put faith into him and and talk to him and actually believe and have faith, it's amazing what happens. Everything turns around. My whole life has turned around. I went from every bad break to everything falling my way. Overnight, like that. One second, one second, everything is going bad. I can't catch a break. I put my faith in God. The very next second, everything is falling my way. Exactly, man. It's not a coincidence. No, it's not. Not a coincidence. And it's not even just that you, me, or Dan, or anyone needs him. It's everybody needs him. Every single person on, on this earth. You know, it's not a matter of... It's not a matter like... You know, there's people who can be doing so well, but Earth standards are so much different than God's standards. And, you know, a lot of things on Earth, like I was telling Dan before, like all of this means nothing. What really matters is where you go after death and, you know, what God has in store and believing in that, man. It's really, it's it's the truth. It's totally the truth. It's so real. If everybody on this planet found God, we wouldn't be living in the times we're living in. <laughs> That's right. I just I just told that to Dan too. I love that. Mike, I was gonna tell you before uh, Kyle came on. Uh, I'm gonna uh, sometime in the future. I'm gonna get a tattoo of uh, I forget what. I'll send you the design shortly, Kyle. I think I showed you it. Of uh, God is greater than ups and downs. Sure. It's the truth. Yeah. So I gotta find it's, it. It's it's. In order to find God, you really need to find yourself. What do you want to do? Who do you want to be? I never knew. I never knew who I wanted to be. I never knew what I wanted to do. No. I always kind of just floated through life. One joint to the next joint to the next joint to the next cigarette to the next beer. I just floated through. I never knew who I wanted to be. I never knew who I was clear-minded. I never knew who I was sober. I never had really plans. I knew I wanted this job, or I knew I wanted to do this, or I knew I wanted to make this certain amount, but I never wanted, I never knew what I wanted to do with that. And it's really an overall picture of what do you want? Do you want a family? Do you want to be with somebody? Do you want to have kids? If that's the case, then what are you working for? What are you working towards? Because you can't really build anything until you know what you're working towards. Yep. So if you want a family, that means you need a house. If you need a house, you need a career. If you need a career, you need to work towards that career and get whatever credentials or whatever you need to get done to do that. Yep. So it's all in the steps that you need to do to fulfill yourself and what you want to do and who you want to be. I always thought everything was just going to fall into my lap. Now I know, okay... I, if I want a career, I have to work towards it. So when I got to go, I got to be fresh for work. I got to be asleep early, uh, up early. I got to be focused when I'm in work. My boss asked me to do something. I do it. I don't bitch. I don't complain. I take it with a smile and I do it. Yep. Because I know what I need. And then when I'm out of work, 
I don't need to go out to dinner. I saved my money. I don't need to go play golf that day. I don't need to buy that video game or buy that thing. I need to save towards my goals. Because if I want to have a house, I got to save every fucking dime I get. Yep. I can't buy this. I can't squander it on the bullshit things. That isn't. So basically, unless it's towards my goals that I want in my life, I don't want any other parts. I don't want parts of it. I don't need it. Yes, sir. A lot of people don't realize that. A lot of people think, oh, well, I'll just get this job and I'll be able to get whatever I want. It doesn't work like that. No, nope, you there's work towards your goal. To everything you want. Everything you want to accomplish, there's sacrifice behind it and there's hard work. Yep. Right. That's the way to go. And you're right. People don't see that today. People think you could just have it spoon-fed to you or be placed right on your lap. No, you got to work for it. And... Mike, Coach Eiberger said it the best, and he would tell this to us all the time during football practice. How bad do you really want something? Yeah. And he would tell us this all the time, and how bad do you really want something? Do you really want to make that play? Do you really want to win this game? How bad do you really want something? If you really want it that bad, you got to put work towards it. And I didn't see it for a long time until... I kept slapping myself in the face to say, hey, work towards it. This isn't going to be spoon-fed you. I know people who make $100,000 a year. Make more than that. Have over the past 10 years made more than double of what I've made. And they have less money than me. Because of their addictions, the way they've budgeted their money, and the way they've lived their lives. Yep. And that's not just one person. That's many people. Yep. Yep. You know, it is though, too, like, you know, I really, you know, since believing, since really believing and, like, really pursuing my faith, I really don't even have a plan, man. Like, I do. I know I need to execute and I know I need to be productive, but I really don't have a plan. It's really not in my hands. You know, I just know that I have to, you know, keep pursuing my faith and aligning myself with his views and, you know, just trying to get better as a human because, you know, we're not perfect and we really got to try and be as close to perfect as we can. And no one gets there yeah. because God is the only one that ever got there. But, you know, and Jesus is the only one that ever got there. But Hey, we're all sinners, man. We're all sinners and not one of us is perfect. We're, we're I've said it many a times, we're... We're images of God. We're not the image. Yep. So, as far as that is, though, I mean, you guys are young. You guys got time to figure things out. Eventually, it's going to hit where there are going to be things that you want. Yep. And when you want something, when you go out to get that something, you have to go all in for that something. Yes, sir. Things aren't just given to you. I learned that the hard way. I thought, oh, shit, I'll make this certain amount of money. I'll do this on the side. I'll make that. I'll be fine. And I took my money, and I spent it irresponsibly. And I ended up being two steps back instead of two steps forward. That'll happen. We all make mistakes, my man. The best thing you can figure out is what do you want? What do you want to do on your time on this earth? And God has a plan for you, no matter what. There's always a plan for you. But at the same time, 
there is self-will. He does not control self-will. What you want to do is what you want to do, and not God, not Jesus, not anybody can control that. Nope. So if you want a family, you want this certain job, you want to have a house, you want to have kids, you need to make a plan to find out how to get that. God's not going to do that for you. Nobody's going to do that for you. All he can do is guide you to those paths. He can help you get those things. He yep. can put things in your way to test you, to make you stronger, to, to give you will to keep going. He, yep. can, he can give you some lucky bounces along the way. Like, wow, that really helped. I needed that. That really just jump-started my day or got me through the day. But God's not just going to say, here's a bag of money. I want you to live in the mountains for the rest of your life. It doesn't work like that. Nope. So, step one, what do you want? I want a family one day. I want a family one day. Well, I know I'm young and people say that, oh, you're young. But in the end, yeah. That doesn't I, matter. But no, I you, do. What you, what, you're not 14 years old. You're no. allowed to feel that way. Yeah, I know. I'm. What I want more than anything is a family and to raise a family, to have kids and grow old with the one that I, that I eventually fall in love with. That's That means so, more to me. Having a family means more to me is what I want so bad okay so what do you feel you need to do to to do that well I also ask myself the same thing like what by by asking myself what do I want I also think too hard and ask myself what do I want in a woman but I also say to myself wait a minute wait a minute if you don't know what you want in a woman, you don't know what you really want in general. That's not true. That's that's the furthest thing from the truth. Okay. See, where, 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 you're, where you're off right now is you're saying, what do I want in a woman? Okay? You don't get to pick who you fall in love with. Correct. And God doesn't put that person in front of you. Yep. You don't walk into a store, hit a bunch of buttons, and design out a woman. Nope. You're going to meet somebody. You're going to love her for her 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 personality. You're going to love her for who she is. You're going to love her for how you two are together. That's what and I was saying, gonna yeah. you're going to love her flaws. She's going to have many flaws. She could end up being a girl that you would never think you would be with. It could be a girl where you meet her the first time and you're like, ugh. I don't even like her. But then you hang out with her three more times and you're around her and you're like, wait a second, I misjudged her. I actually do yeah. like this girl. There's something here. Yeah. You're not going to get to pick what you no. want. No one. And that's not, now, and that's what, not what I mean. Do, what you need to worry about is yourself. I know. You that's yourself I know. That's that's what I was going to say. What like, type of woman are you going to attract? Exactly. Well... There really isn't an answer for that. There is. You're never going to find a woman you want to be with unless you're your best self. Exactly. So you need to be the best Dan you can be. And that's, and, and you two taught me that. I do thank you guys for that. And you two, the both of you thought, 
taught me that. That, hey, self-love goes a long way. Once you learn to love yourself, things will be better. It's the only way. Yeah. You can't love somebody else until you love yourself. Exactly. exactly. And if you don't love yourself, why would somebody else love you? Yep. That's the plan. Do you feel you're your best self? Yes, sir. You do? I do feel... Well, considering what I was... 10 years ago and for a good 10 years yeah I do feel immensely better about myself you want to feel this one he feels that he's his best self well I was I was finishing let me finish for for my perspective I don't think I don't think we ever achieve our best self I really think as time we keep getting better and we just but like for I get it also at the same time like you know, am I happy with the mind and body that I have to uh, to do what I feel like I need to do to be the best I can be? Yes. But will I ever be the best I can be? No. You know what I'm saying? I, I think, was I going think... to say that. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Can you have pride in yourself? Of course. Are you ever going to be your best self? I fucking hope not. Because yep. you're never going to keep pushing yourself if you think that you are your best self. Yes, sir. Unless you have, you're not going to reach for anything unless you strive for something. Yep. So if you're sitting here saying, oh, I can't get any better than this, you're not going to get any better nope. than that. But if you say, well, I did this right, I did that right, I really like this about myself, but man, wouldn't it be great if I could do that? Yep. Then you're going to go out and do that. And then you add that to the list of things that you've done. Yep. And then you look back on it again like, okay, I did that, and that was great. But wouldn't it be really great if I can achieve this? Yep. And then you push yourself to do that. So you never want to be your best self. That's the plan. You're never going to be your best self. Nope. Because it's perfection. And the only perfect person we all know is God and Jesus. There the you only go. perfect people. And you can strive to be them as, as, as long as hard as you can. It ain't never going to happen. We'll take a quick transition um, over to the next segment. We'll take a quick break and then transition to the next segment. So be right back, guys. And welcome back, guys. Um, the boys are back in town. The boys <laughs> are back in town. <laughs> oh, I'm happy. I keep, I'm happy. I keep bringing you back, Mike. That's awesome. I appreciate it, bro. I love coming back. Hey, I love it. it's always fun having having people come on, no matter what. Like, to be honest, though, too, at the end of the day, like, if you don't give up, it's eventually going to get big. Like, it's just a matter of when. Like, that's all it is. Like, so many people are scared to do something like this. And then, then like, it's just a matter of time. Just, yeah. Uh, but also, I don't do this for fame. I don't do this for power or for money or for whatever. I do this for fun. I do this because I like to bullshit and talk bullshit and whatever comes to mind. And I also love to talk sports, too, and music and food and whatever. I mean, I love small talk. I will admit, I love small talk. But, you know, there, there are people who doubted this podcast from the beginning and said, oh, you'll never be great. It's like, I don't care. I don't. I don't care. Because, I can see you totally starting a YouTube channel and, like, talking sports. And that's the thing. I do have one. But I, uh, you know how YouTube is. YouTube's been an ass lately. So I yeah. I don't really upload onto YouTube plus the uh um 
the audio doesn't really come out as good. So, yeah. I mean, I'll I, I'll do it again eventually. You never know. I mean, I got beats on YouTube. I believe that. I believe that. Bro, Bono is bonkers, man. It's yeah. Like crazy. I I do thank the two of you. I I know I said it before, but I do thank the two of you big time because it was um it was Mike originally showed me, you know how to how to self love, how to learn how to self love, and then Kyle really opened up my eyes, and I never thought of my wildest dreams that I'd be like this, but here I am. Yeah, man. Yeah. Awesome, man. I do appreciate it because I mean. I came a long way from being depressed, being suicidal, being all that. And I, I learned how to love myself because of, you know, people like you guys. I do appreciate it. It took, it took some fighting. It took some fighting for me to really understand, you know, what is self-love. And I made, you know, I made a very uncomfortable phone call and text message. Yeah, I really shouldn't have done, but um, that's beside the point. The point is, is that when you learn to love yourself, things will start to work in your favor. And Kyle, you'd be Kyle. You told me you'd be one of the first people to tell me that. Oh, I agree. That's just the way it is. Yeah. You are also a uh, firm believer in the Church of Josh Allen. <laughs> I indeed am. <laughs> we both are. <laughs> we both are. We both are, are uh, the leaders of the of the Church of Josh Allen, not the cult of Josh Allen, but that that's that's too far. But the Church of Josh Allen is uh, <laughs> it, it deems it deems fit. It deems fit indeed. Uh, um, so me and Mike earlier in the show. We're talking about some really good food ideas, and I mean, I really can't eat the way I used to anymore, because I want to lose weight badly, but I mean, there's also, I've, I've been trying to find the perfect pancake and the perfect sandwich too, but in the end, I also viewed... Well, what are you doing to lose weight? Well... Because that's where I can help you. Should well... Well, I'm also, I'm going, I'll have eggs for breakfast, I'll have spinach and onions with the eggs, but what my trainer has been telling me to do is go on a, is go on a quote-unquote carnivore diet. Wait, what is your trainer telling you? I'm, and what, what trainer is this? I'm not speaking his name because privacy, um, but... Is it out of a gym? Yes, it's out of a gym. Oh, God. All right. Have you so, been able to go to that gym right now? I've been able to go to that gym right now, no. Well, what did your trainer tell you, Dan? He told me protein-based diet. Why would you, what are you telling me? You got another right? Because... Okay, protein's great. Protein's good, but how are you going to take in that protein? From red meat? I see what you mean. No, I'm, I'm having chicken a lot. Okay, chicken's fine. 
what do you have? How are you making the chicken? How are you preparing it? I bake it. I bake the chicken. I'll have garlic powder with it. I'll sprinkle some very little salt, if any. And then I'll okay. bake. And then I'll bake it for a half hour. Three seventy-five. Well, I don't have to get too much detail. But in terms of vegetables, I'll have I'll have eggs with spinach and onions. I'll have steamed broccoli. I'll have sweet potatoes. It, it all comes down to whatever I have. But I don't have carbs at all. I rarely have carbs. Why? What are you uh? What are you teaching me? Um, you can have carbs just in the morning. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, first off, you have to shrink your stomach and your appetite. Yeah. So if you're serious, the first thing I tell anybody when they want to lose weight is, do you really want to lose weight? Of course I do. Do you really want to put the work in and do it? Of course I do. Do you understand it's going to be uncomfortable for a while? Yes. Okay. So you need to shrink your stomach and your appetite, which means you're for, you, know, you need to go about almost two weeks of eating one meal a day. Okay. And you need to virtually starve yourself. Okay? Yes. So you're going to have one solid meal a day, and your other two meals are going to be protein shakes. Okay. And you're going to do that for two weeks. That's going to shrink down your stomach and your appetite. So then you're not going to crave for, for, for me. That, that's a huge problem for people because they eat their, their, a certain way their whole lives. And then they think, okay, I'll just go on a diet and I'll eat healthy and everything will change. It's not because you're still going to crave sweets. You're still going to crave bacon. You're still going to crave red meat. You're still going to crave things. You need to take that away for a while to not crave it. So you need about two, two and a half weeks of eating one meal a day and drinking protein shakes. Okay? Okay. Then from there, you'll bump up another meal a day. You'll have two solid meals a day and a protein shake. Okay. See what I'm saying? Yeah, the goal While is... While you do that, you need to run. You need to run around. You need to run as far as you can, as long as you can. You're going to suck wind. You're going to be hot. You take a break. You walk. And then you start running again. And you keep pushing yourself to run more and more and more. And you'll go further and further and further. And you'll get better and better and better. Okay? Yep. And then you make that your routine. You force that into habits. Then when you're done running, you come home, do 20 push-ups. Do 20 sit-ups. And then keep adding things onto that. Start slow. You start out to what you can do and then keep adding onto that. And within three weeks, you'll be down at least 10 to 12 pounds. Guaranteed. I mean, probably more. With your weight, where you're at, you'll probably shave close to 20 off. And I want to lose... When it comes to, I mean, Mike can tell Mike can tell you this. I was, I am from middle school on. I've been a, always been a large guy, and I was always large. I was always I was overweight my whole life. 
I was 260 pounds at a point. I was 320 at one point, quite recently. Okay. Back in January. Um, so, I mean, you got a road ahead of you, bud. I mean, bef I mean, and it comes to, I'm, I'm going to get emotional as fuck, because before having a family, I want to lose weight. There is... I mean, well, you I, want to I, attract a certain type of girl. You want to be with a certain type of girl, right? Well, let's be honest with ourselves here. Well, this here's is good. Let's, I am, let's be, be I am being I am being honest. You, you, you are attracted to a certain type of girl, correct? Yeah. Is that certain type of girl attracted to you? I don't know. I don't are know. you the best you? No. Do you feel that you can be in better shape? I want it so bad. Then I think you have your answer. Because I don't want to... I want to run with my kids one day. I want to be able to run around my kids and not be in a wheelchair for the rest of my life. And that's no. what I want. That's pretty... I mean, it's... Fuck being, you know... I understand this is going to sound dark and depressing, but, you know... Being married is one thing, but not being able to enjoy it and being in a wheelchair for the rest of my life because because of everything. I mean, this is because of my weight. I mean, there's there's nothing I want more than to be healthy, to lose weight, and to be the 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 lightest I want to be is 180 pounds. I want to lose. That's ideal. That's about where I would want to be. I want to lose 120 pounds, and I don't know how. I don't care how long it takes. I want to lose it. And I want to keep it off. That's why the long term game too is so big, man. Really planning for the long term health. I like to tell people think about being healthy when you're 50 instead of 22. Yeah. Think about being healthy 50 and 60, and building habits towards that. You know. Yeah. And the best the thing is, Dan, once you get through the first two months of good habits and good routine, it becomes so easy that the weight just flies off itself. Once you're in the habits of, of having a good diet and working out, and once that becomes your norm, everything else is easy. I'll show it to you right now, dude. I went from doing zero cardio, because I always felt it was uncomfortable and you know I just didn't want to do it and I, I look good enough as it is and I don't need cardio I, I, I just need to lift that was like my type of attitude I remember that to, I remember that yeah to uh, this is what I've ran over the past 16 days I can't see I'm trying to get it yeah, it's, the, it's, the, it's the Josh Allen picture I know Ugh, hold on you have to Damn get rid. Picture. Hold on, let me take off the. Back. You have to get rid of the Josh Allen picture. Yeah. Goodbye, Josh. Okay. Oh. Jeez. Thirty-six miles in sixteen days. Jeez. That's sick, bro. Thank you. From somebody who didn't even like to run. D uh, Dan, you know Deanie, right? Yeah, hell yeah. 
he did a 50 mile straight recently. Jesus. Wow. Well, that kid's been in shape his whole life. That's true. Yeah, he's a savage. Yeah. That kid was an animal in football, man. Yeah. He could That's still man. play. 50 miles. I die. He's really the most, um, I hate to say religious, but he really is the most religious person I've ever met, too, man. Like, he really helped me open my eyes to God. And like, well, I'll tell you what, if you're running 50 miles in a clip, you're seeing God at some point. <laughs> I'll tell you that. He did walk a little bit, but you're totally right. <laughs> yeah. well, I know if I a... tried doing that, I'd be beating him. <laughs> Punch your ticket right there. Yeah, that'd be it. <laughs> it's like, well, see you guys. <laughs> Uh, I think at mile fifteen, that that he told me he told me he was falling asleep while he was running. Like his brain and his eyes were like closing, but his legs were still going. Like that's how he went for he ran for twelve hours straight. What oh the fuck God. did he do that? I don't know, man. That I, kid's an I animal. I wish I knew the answer. Oh. That's, that's that's madness. That's insanity at this point. Uh, and, you think, and you think it's uncomfortable for you to run, Dan? No. Try running 50 miles so you'll see what uncomfortable is. I got you. Bro, well, honestly, I would probably, like, I wouldn't even reach mile 50. Like, if I actually tried to do that, my body would give out way before I even get close to mile 50. Oh, I think all of us would. I oh, yeah. think 20, I'd shit myself like, and fell up. Bro, literally, yeah, like, literally just, like, pass out or something. Yeah. Like, that shit is crazy. Oh, uh, we'll take, we'll, we'll transition segments real quick. Right. And we're back, so Mike, unfortunately, had to step out. Um, it was great having him on for the long period that we had him on, but... Nice guy. Yeah, nice very guy. nice guy. Very nice guy. I do appreciate... Like, I, I've said this a ton already, but I do appreciate the both of you just opening my eyes up to endless possibilities. But that's side the point why the two of us are here currently. So, uh, we're continuing our NFL preview series with the NFC South. So, we're going to start things off with the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, also, congrats to Kyle's friend, Mikey, for the birth of his first child. Baby Geo, Baby Geo, absolutely, hey, man. Absolutely, uh, congrats on fatherhood, my man. Congrats on fatherhood. He's gonna be a great dad. Oh, I He's bet. Gonna be a great. I bet. Teach him all sorts of Mets stuff and everything. Oh yeah. Raise, teach him while they're young. All right. To the Falcons we go. Uh, Thomas Dimitrov in his 14th season as the GM. God, it's 14 years. Uh, Dan Quinn in his 60s is the head coach of the Falcons. Um, record last five years, 8-8, eight 11-5. Eight, they went to the Super Bowl in 2016. 10-6 the following year, and two straight years of 7-9. Um, key additions include Todd Gurley, Dante Fowler Jr., and Dion Buchanan. Uh, key losses, Austin Hooper, Desmond Trufant, and Devondre Campbell. Um, offensively, it's all their starters are first-round picks. It's crazy. 
So Matt Ryan, Todd Gurley, and Ito Smith at the running back position with Keith Smith at fullback. Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Laquan Treadwell, and Russell Gage in the slot with Hayden Hurst, Kari Lee in tight end with Brian Hill at the flex. Jake Matthews, Chris Lindstrom, Alex Mack, James Carpenter, Caleb McGarry, the offensive line. Good looking offense, right? Yeah. Is it going to matter? No. Uh, Is there two other better offenses in the division? Yes. What? Yeah. 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 There's two other better offenses in the division. Tampa New Orleans, that's right. Um, Yeah. Uh, Tack McKinley, Grady Jarrett, Tyra Davidson, and Alan Bailey with Fowler, Jones, and Buchanan at linebacker. AJ Terrell, Ricardo Allen, Keanu Neal, DeMonte KZ, and Isaiah Oliver in the secondary. Is it crazy to think I th- I think this team could contend for a quarterback next year's draft? Uh, can you really go? Is it really Matt Ryan's fault? No. I mean, he's a good quarterback. He's, he's a good quarterback. He is. But could you potentially say, I don't know, top five pick in the draft? Are I, they going to be a top five pick in the draft? I don't think so. I think they're six and ten. That's not a top five pick. Well, that's like top ten. Yeah. Okay. So that's understandable. Um, I do think they're third in the south. So I have Tampa, New Orleans ahead of them. Uh, which, speaking of Tampa... Uh, J- I mean, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, defensively. Eh. They got Fowler. They got Tyson Davison. Ty- Tyler Davison, who's... Not bad. Not bad, but not great. Grady Jarrett, who's good. Sherrod Neesman. Not great. Deion Jones is awesome. Yeah. I mean, Deion Jones is their best defensive player. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, defensively, they're a train wreck. They are really bad. Yeah. So, are you, if you are if you have a top ten pick, you might want to put a cornerstone of a defense together because yeah. you've really got nothing. Especially in the secondary. Good God. I Yeah, they got literally nothing. All right. Let's go on to the Bucs. Uh, so, the so-called champions now, of the offseason. Let's, let's do the Panthers first. All right, no problem. So We're going to start from bottom up. Well, because I think the Panthers finished worse than the Falcons. I agree. I agree. But we'll start with the two bottom teams. All right, so Cam Newton is gone. Enter Teddy Bridgewater. So uh, also Luke Keekly is gone. So there's that. Um, offensively, Teddy Bridgewater, Christian McCaffrey with Jordan Scarlett and Alex Armut fullback. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Seth Roberts, and Curtis Samuel at receiver. Offensive line, ugh, God. Russell Okun, Greg Little, Matt Paradis, Michael Schofield, and Taylor Moten at on the offensive line. Good God, man. That's that's bad. It's not good. No, I would tell you Russell Okung is a is a walking turnstile. He is. I would know. 
Six years of that. Thank you. Um, defensively, Stephen Weatherly, Derek Brown, and K1 Short, Brian Burns, Shaq Thompson, Tahir Whitehead, and Yuter Gross Matos at linebacker, shifting from their 4 3 to the 3 4. Dante Jackson, Trey Boston, Jeremy Chin, Troy Pride Jr., and Eli Apple. That defense screams 9 and 7, though. Do you think so? What was that? That defense screams nine and seven. But the I, Panthers? I the Panthers defense? Yeah, I think it I think it looks good. But how 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 backed up are they gonna be by their offense? Exactly, which is why I think they go four and twelve. Yeah. Alright, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh Tampa. Champions of the offseason. Key additions, no secret there. Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, and Joe Haig on the offensive line. Uh, Losses, Brajad Perriman, Bo Allen, and Jameis Winston. So, yeah. Offensively. uh, How happy are you you must be that Tom Brady's no longer in your division? Pretty happy. <laughs> As a lifelong Bills fan, there is no secret that I am thrilled that he's gone. <laughs> Good. As a lifelong Bills fan, I can say. Do I think he's dumb for going to the NFC South where Drew Brees is? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So been a dumber move. Uh, offensively, no secret there. Tom Brady at your quarterback, Ronald Jones and Keyshawn Vaughn at running back. Evans, Godwin, Justin Watson, and Tyler Johnson at receiver with Gronkowski, Howard, and Cameron Braid at tight end. Well, I have Braid in the flux, but. Lord. Yeah, it looks good. A lot of firepower. Donovan Smith, Ali Marpet, Ryan Jensen, Joe Haig, and Tristan Wirfs on the offensive line. It's a good looking line. Good That's a good. It's yeah, a Smith's, good Smith's a good player, and Ali Marpet's a very good guard. Defensively, this is where things get tricky. William Goldson, Vita Vea, Nadamik, and Sue. Eh. Sue's good. Terrible. Uh, Shaq Barrett, Levante David, Devin White, and Jason Pierre Paul. Eh. Not terrible. Carlton Davis, Justin Evans, Antoine Winfield Jr., Jamel Dean, and Sean Murphy Bunting. The secondary is a problem. Secondary is a huge issue, especially when you got Matt Very Ryan. Difficult. Especially when you got Matt Ryan and Drew Brees throwing the football. Yeah, and I mean you have a rookie starting. Yeah, at strong safety. Yeah. So, I think they go ten and six. I. The Bucks last year that. went seven and nine. No, I can agree with that. Jameis I, Winston. Threw I f- don't know about t- a ten and six, eleven and five. I could see. Yeah, how much does Brady have left in the tank, though? I mean, with that offense, he should be fine. Yeah, probably. Uh finally, New Orleans. Patriots had a way worse offense last year. Yeah, they did. Uh Saints, here we go. Uh, boy, they had fun. 
7-9, two straight years in 15-16, 11-5 in 17, and back-to-back years of 13 wins, which is really impressive. And they'll probably make it back-to-back-to-back. Yes, probably, especially with the key additions they made. Emmanuel Sanders, Malcolm Jenkins, and Jameis Winston. I mean, Jameis ain't going to play any part. No, but the Sanders acquisition's huge. Yes, it is. And so is Malcolm Jenkins. I agree. So, offensively, Breeze, of course. Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray. Michael Thomas, Mr. Ten Yard Out. Emmanuel Sanders, Traquan Smith, and Austin Carr. Jared Cook and Josh Hill at tight end with Taysom Hill in the flex. Teron Armstead, Cesar Ruiz, Eric McCoy, Andres Pete, and Ryan Ramchek, who is probably the best right tackle in the league. You think? That offense is really good. What do you think? Wait, what? The offense. The Saints offense. What do you think? Are we losing track? I think the Saints win the division. I mean, there's nothing really... No. No. I mean, defensively, Cameron Jordan, Malcolm Brown, Sheldon Rankins, Marcus Davenport, good. Alex Anzalone, Kiko Alonso, and Demario Davis. I forgot Kiko was... I forgot Kiko Alonso was on the team, honestly. They have so yeah. many linebackers. He's not that good. Janoris Jenkins, Malcolm Jenkins... But Mark- we learned we we know this about the Saints. They don't need a good defense to win. Well, they found out recently they need a good defense. Um, thirteen three. Yeah, yeah. Do you think they get the one seed in, in the whole NFC? Or Probably. is there or is there a certain team in the Great Northwest that says otherwise? Probably. Which we'll, um, after we'll do the AFC West, we'll do the NFC West, and then we'll finish things off with the great old AFC East. So, things will be exciting, of course. Ugh. So, you think Tampa and New Orleans make it? Yes. I think so, too. I don't think Tampa was in division. Part two. So, uh, first part of the show, I had Mike and Kyle on. Now, part two, we have a very special guest making her glorious return. Uh, Kim, how are you doing? Hi, how are you? Mike and everything. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you can find her podcast, uh, Kim and the Cruise Podcast, on YouTube. Uh, also, the Queen of Islander fans. I love to call. I love to call you that. But it, it, no, it it suits you because you you are leader of Isles Twitter, unfortunate leader of Isles Twitter. But we have some. We have fun. We have fun. Um, so th- I wanted to get you on for such a long time, and I contacted you recently to have you come back on, and like two days after that, Elias Sorokin signs. Awesome. So, 
How do you feel about that? Like, I'm sure you, along with several Islander fans, are like, yay, this is exciting, two years of Elisa Sorokin. Yeah, no, at first I was, you know, excited just to see that we could sign him at all. You know, he gets the little, uh, he gets training under his belt, gets to work with our, you know, gets to work with our amazing staff and just gets to go, you know, all in and learn NHL ice and gets to adapt. Um, the one thing that worried me, though, was that he was only one year and that one year burns uh, basically this summer uh, because of the um, pushed back uh, playoff. So it would count as the year. So I was a little bit worried. Oh, man, we're going to have to sign him again for December 1st and things like that. Well, Lou got stuff done and he's already signed uh, a day later. He already has another <laughs> one year deal under his belt. Uh two million per so he, he basically is uh, that's a two million deal right there which to me is not not bad no. um i wish it was you know a straight entry level deal but you, i'm gonna take what i can get right now and hopefully his khl numbers prosper over we're gonna have the advantage of him being used to nhlis at least at that point and hopefully have being adapted so it's gonna be very very exciting to see what he can do in net of course and uncle lou never fails unfortunately which is great, Uncle Lou. O- Uncle Lou always coming in clutch. Like, Just worried about Cap. Oh yeah, unfortunately. I mean, you can't yeah, keep Cap's everyone. Cap's gonna be a real problem soon. Oh, especially with Matt's contract. With Matt's contract, with just that, it's like you know, it flattened out, so we didn't get that you know rise that we anticipated. Yeah. And we we're gonna have to trade some players out here to be able to afford. Unfortunately. It is what it is, but you got to keep your superstars, you got to keep your stars and your core players. That's what you got to do. For those of you who know you on Twitter will know that you have a very strong relationship with former Islander goaltender and current Vegas Golden Knight, Robin Leiner. Um, Yeah, it's... I will tell you, when I saw that video of you telling your story, I did cry my ass out of it because it's hard to it is hard to see it's rare to see people today really telling their story about mental health it, I've done it I've done it a couple times I've told my story um, I don't know if I told you I deal with autism going back to when I was two years old I used to deal with 10 years of depression I did a whole dealt with a whole bunch of bullshit but I never let it get me down, and you never let that sto- that get you down. I love that. So, <laughs> for those of you who may not know this story, um, if you don't mind to talk about it, Kim, it's all no, you. No, I don't mind at all. All you. But yeah, no, I think being open about it actually helps me get through the process of accepting it. You know, it, unless you admit it, you, you know, you don't accept it. And uh, I basically... I didn't know I had this problem throughout my life, but looking back, I realized um, I've, I was diagnosed basically with basically with partial complex seizures. Um, the very, very scary moments. It feels like you're being attacked. And I don't know. I have amnesia during my episode, so I don't know what I do. And it was something I really, uh, really hit me hard and caused a whole life change. And it was something where it feels like deja vu and since I kind of forget what happens within the episode I kind of just you know rolled them off as nothing and just rub it off since I was a kid but you know I never I never noticed and I asked you and you know when you ask your mom like oh it's just deja vu it's nothing 
uh, in college due to the stress level, they say that it's it actually aggravated it and made my seizures become worse and worse. And um, finally, it was noticed. It was being noticed by people because I was having a seizure every day. Um, Jeez. And I didn't. Uh, it came to the point where I was actually hurting myself in during the seizure episodes, like accidentally, like punching myself in the face, or you know, just like biting Damn. my lip. And um, it was becoming really bad to the point where they 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 called an ambulance on me, and I, I oh no the hospital. And that's where I was diagnosed and. It's a hard thing, you know, especially when you're in college and you're learning to become independent and having some, you know, things like taken away from you, like just driving. I couldn't drive anymore because, you know, you don't want to risk having a seizure while you're driving yeah. and things like that. And getting used to medications, getting used to the side effects. Oh, just like everything was flipped upside down. Yeah, and I'd imagine. It was just so much of a struggle, especially when I was going through finals of college and it wore down in my mental state so much especially since a side effect of my meds are uh like uh very big mood switches so i can be really happy and then go re become really really depressed and uh i don't know i think i saw someone retweet it on twitter of robin leonard talking about bipolar depression and him accepting his mental illness but his story touched my heart so, so much. And I know it did for many others, including you. <laughs> um, but, and I know we've talked about it, but he, he became my entire, like, he became my driving force of, like, the cheesy he can do it, I can do it kind of aspect. Yeah. I just had so much admiration for him. And he became quickly my favorite player of just his honesty and just to see his eyes lighting up on the ice of enjoying every single moment. And um, being when I when he left, it hurt. And then you know I was like, I don't care where he goes. I you know this is this is the guy who led me to you know fight my own battles. And you know I'm gonna follow him no matter where he goes. And there you go. when I went to Chicago, all I wanted for him was to see my poster, which he did. He saw my poster. He he gave me like the little like stick up like <laughs> hey I, I see you. <laughs> And then uh, after the game, when I when I heard that he wanted to meet me, um, I can't put it into words what my heart was like. I felt like my heart was beating through my chest. I was like, no yeah. way, no way. Like, I was like, <laughs> I, I didn't know how to react because how in the world do you go up to someone you admire and respect so much, who has meant so much to you in such a short amount of time, and say in words what that person means to you? I'm and sure that video I, yeah. is viral, by the way. I'm sure it is, but it's a it's a touching and it's a very heartwarming video for those who want to check it out. It's on Kim's Twitter. It's my pinned tweet straight to my profile. It's but it's awesome. I didn't have to say a word, and he didn't have to say a word. It was something where we mutually understood each other, and he gave me the biggest hugs. I could like hugs that that you know were like I understand. I understand and I, I get you, you know. It was that mutual understanding of that fight yeah. and that strife. And he, you know, he took me by, he, you know, put his hands on my shoulders, looked me straight in the eyes. And he told he told me, he was like, you are strong and you can get through anything life throws at you. Oh, yeah. Just telling, and I, like, I just, I couldn't stop the tears from, like, flowing down my face. Like, what, I don't, I. It's starting just, now a little well, bit. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell, I couldn't say anything except thank you. I can't thank you enough for everything. And of course. Just keep being, and he, he just gave me the, he let me cry on his shoulder. <laughs> that was the um, best. But he was just a gentleman, and 
had, you know, thanked us for coming all the way to the game and just being loyal fans. And yeah. He, he was, he, you know, he said how much he missed Long Island and how much he missed our fan base and that he'll always be grateful to Islanders and Islanders fans. And You got the I, neck tattoo to prove it. <laughs> yeah, straight up. And he will forever be my favorite player. Hell yeah. He's got to represent the island just like I do on my arm every day. That's a great tattoo, man. Yeah, it's got a, it's got where I grew up on that star, the exact coordinates of Blue Point. That's awesome. Born and raised, yep, I love it. And I remember, and watching your video of you telling your story, it really brought, it opened my eyes a little. It opened my eyes to tell everyone that hey, no matter what happens, no matter what happens to you, everyone in their own stretch of weirdness is different you are different but that doesn't mean you are not perfect yourself because self-love goes a long way and i thank a bunch of people for telling me this self-love goes a long way you learn to love yourself no matter what you are or who you are that goes a long way and that it's a really uplifting story and I do tell myself a lot that, hey, if Kim can do it, if Kyle could do it, if a whole bunch of people could do it, hey, I can do I can do this. I can teach myself to, hey, don't let this define who you are. That's a tattoo right here. There you go. That was my first one. And don't let something so small define you in a life so big. Straight up. Hell yeah. Turn your negative into a positive. Like, Fuck yeah. I like to think, you know, with my with my seizures and my epilepsy, it's because um, just an increase of, like, uh, neurotransmitters within the brain. And you know what? It's I use it to my advantage because, you know what? It makes me very energetic, and I try to use all that energy into hockey and into podcasting, and I try to say, you know what? You know, it. this is, you know, it's... It, it sucks because, you know, I have these seizures and it sometimes, you know, is scary. But, you know, use my crutch and turn it into something positive and use that bundle of energy I get from that. Yeah. And get into what I do. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you clearly show you show it every Islander game you go to. <laughs> you do. And I love that. I fucking love that. <laughs> and uh, I remember meeting you at John Tavares' return. Yeah. Uh, February 28th and I uh, had I known about that video sooner I would have given you the biggest hug on the planet seriously <laughs> I get because seriously I, I'm telling you this from my heart that really wasn't up it is a very uplifting story and it is hard to find people or to know people for that matter that are willing to talk about hey I'm different but I don't give a fuck yeah I don't care like that that's a badass way of thinking and it's awesome it really is awesome so we're gonna take a quick transition and move on to the next segment real quick so what is your favorite islander game that you've been to in your in your life in your whole fanhood that's a that's a tough question to ask right out of the gate there's so many good memories and it's all from the last two seasons honestly like my favorite two games, uh, you know, like coming from this last season, are are the uh, St. Louis Blues game where we came back from a two nothing deficit in the yeah. third, in the last like two minutes or something, like like 
you know, scoring that last-minute goal and then winning the game. There's the John Tavares return game of just the fans and the loud and the atmosphere. But my favorite has to be game one versus the Pittsburgh Penguins in 2019. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> um, that was truly my first playoff game and uh, one that I got to attend uh, because we just we didn't like really pay money to go to the other ones uh it was just like i was too young and oh there's a secret (laughs) (laughs) it was just like i was too young to go and things like that my parents you know they're working or my brother had you know school and things like that so i really didn't have the opportunity i was you know too young to go to my own to the city so this was really a first opportunity i actually had to go to a playoff game and watching the islanders you know score that josh bailey ot goal versus the Penguins. I will never forget the excitement in that building, the crowd, the chance, the the thunder that it created and you know, it's going to be it's going to be my favorite memory for a while. We we get a lot of disrespect for, you know, it's our dump of a building, but it's our dump and it's our home. <laughs> I feel that, yeah. It is our home and I uh I want to do something on the island tattoo. I want to see if I can get the coordinates of Nassau Coliseum. Start on, start on this. I'll see if I can figure out how to do that. But I don't know. I, I plan on getting an Islander tattoo on my bicep soon on this arm. Um, got to include them, them somehow. Um, I, I don't know if you knew. I don't know if you saw the shark yet. I'll see. I'll see it soon. Yeah. It's right here. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> but. Favorite one, I mean, it's JT's return, coming back, February 28th, 2018. That was my favorite game. It was 2019, excuse me. Um, Stupid memory. But I remember getting those tickets, and it was a Christmas gift, uh, and I got those tickets, and they were up on top but getting a good view of the ice and just oh I still have footage from that game it was so awesome just and for those of you who do not know John Tavares was the Islanders captain for six years was both the team for nine years and the way he basketball fans out there recognize his name Kevin Durant it's very similar to how Kevin Durant left Oklahoma City to how it felt on us, but different situation when you look at it because he said he wanted to stay. He wanted to stay on the island. He wanted to stay this, 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 and that. Has visions of winning cups with the Islanders and then bolts his ass to home, which I understand, but to go to a blood rival in Toronto, it, it hurt and Toronto TSN and fucking Sportsnet are killing us for oh how do you disrespect John Tavares like that did first of all Patrick Watt you did the same thing to Patrick Watt when he left Montreal to go to Colorado in the 90s (laughs) so I don't want to hear any of that shit but yeah that's still my favorite game six unanswered goals just fighting Toronto fans it was awesome it was awesome. Oh, I'm sure there were fights going on. 
Oh no, there was no fights. Uh, Bullshit. No fights <laughs> Bullshit. Um, I, did hear, I did hear about some heckling going on, which I wasn't very proud of with the, within our fan base. You know, I don't care what team jersey you're wearing, you know, you treat other fans with respect. But I did enjoy that game. The chants were fun, the energy was loud, and I, I truly did enjoy that game very much. Um, I can't believe that uh, some of the chants our fans came up with. That's why I love Who's your daddy? <laughs> You gotta give it to our team for showing up and just putting in those six unanswered goals and Hell just showing, yeah. you know, that we're the New York Islanders and we're a team to beat. Um, speaking of Islanders and hockey, big time hockey games, we have playoffs August first. Yeah. We have playoffs August first. It is official. The NHL has released start dates for the NHL season to resume playoff time. So we jump right into the playoffs. Twenty fourteen playoffs. Um, the Islanders will play the Florida slash Miami pa- Panthers. Um, they should be the Miami Panthers. This sounds better. But they'll play for Stanley Cup qualifiers when really it's a playoff series. And I'm going to stick with my prediction from the beginning of the season. Um, if you do remember going all the way back, I picked Isles and Jets. I'm sticking with it. I'm right, sticking yeah. with it. And I feel super fucking confident. Okay, good. Everyone's um, back. I don't know if Florida's going to be It's going to be a really close series, in my opinion. I mean, I'm picking Islanders, of course, just the bias of being an Islanders fan. But yeah. <laughs> uh, before that, they even just announced Exhibition Inc. games today. Um, so we're going to be versing the Rangers July Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah. We're going to be versing the Rangers July 29th at 8 p.m. Eastern. So that's going to be a nice way to see how our team melds together. Every team's playing uh, starts July 28th and goes uh, the day after as well. That's awesome. And then that will put us right into playoffs August 1st where we play the Florida Panthers. That's fucking awesome. And everyone's healthy. Everyone is healthy. Pelic's yep, back. We're not only ones, too, so we got to watch out. Pelic's back. Sezikas is back. Johnny, Johnny Boychuk's back. I mean... Grice and Semyon Varlamov are both healthy and ready to go. Uh, Sorokin may not play the playoffs. I don't think he's eligible. He's not playing in the playoffs. He's, he's ineligible, right? He's ineligible to play in the playoffs, but right. he will be training under Mitch Korn and, you know, etc. Uh, Lou said he will take up a slot for the 50 people going to Toronto. So he will be, uh, that will burn a year of his contract, but he will be training under our uh, teams and getting used to NHL ice because it is different width from the KHL. I still can't believe that Mitch Korn is the goaltending guru. He is with the Islanders. I mean, I know Pierre Gregor yeah, is the goaltending coach. Sorkin, so it's going to be a great mix. Oh, he turned Dominic Hasek into a Hall of Famer, Pekka Rene and Brayton Holby to Vesna Trophy winners, Robin Lehner to Vesna finalist. It's, it's awesome. Gonna great, it's it's gonna still awesome. Tickles, it tickles my heart. It does. It really fucking does. Um, if you could give, it, going back to last segment, we talked about your story. If you could give advice to anyone who struggles with mental health, struggles with, you know, the feeling of I can't do this. What would you? What advice would you give to those people? Take a take a second take a breath and just take a second to reflect 
on little happy moments within your life. Things that made you happy, people who made you happy, happy moments. Just take a deep breath, take a, take a second. Think of those people who mean so much to you and just give them a call, give them a text message or something. Talk to people, be able, you know, if you don't feel comfortable talking yet about what you're going through, find someone you do trust, whether it be a parent, whether it be a best friend, and maybe try opening up to them first, seeing how it feels. Does it feel good to, you know, open up and don't be afraid to get help because getting help about this is something that was scaring me a lot. You know, being, you know, t challenging it on my own, not telling anybody about it really. And it was really scary. And I was telling people, oh, no, I don't need help. I know, don't need help when I really, really did. So if anything, Robin Leonard said it, I'm going to say it too. Don't wait and get help. Because the sooner you get help, the sooner you will be able to tackle whatever is going on. And you will feel so much better. Hell yeah. That's, and what did, uh, what did Robin say? Doesn't mean I'm mentally ill. Doesn't mean I'm mentally sick. Just be, uh, I'm not afraid, I'm not ashamed to say I'm mentally ill, but that does not mean mentally weak. That's a tattoo right there. <laughs> that is a tattoo that could go right on your arm. I'm not, uh, that big of a tattoo person, but you know what? If you, if, you know, that's your thing, go for it. If Hell that's yeah. your mind every day to just keep, you know, keep you strong, definitely go for it. Hell and yeah. you, you know what? I, I have it written in my room. I have a panda in my room. I have his jersey Yay. behind me. And, <laughs> you know, it's little things like, you know, even a panda on my keychain, you know, things like that where little reminders, you know, just to keep, you know, keep your head up. Hey, he's your, he's your panda. He's everyone's panda. He's everyone's big fluffy panda, and I love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, boy. I And there are people out there, I won't... I'm not going to say who because there, there are people out there who refuse to, to get help with anything. And just like you said, don't be afraid to get help. And there are people out there who refuse to get help and refuse to accept the fact that they need help. And they'd rather just stick to smoking, stick to drugs, or stick to anything that would involve, you know, harming yourself and... You and I can speak for this. I mean, not th not the smoking and drinking part or the drugs part, but that's beside the point. Uh, getting help is probably, th and accepting the fact that you need help is one of the biggest, you know, achievements that you can make, that you can get for accepting the fact that, hey, I'm not okay. I need help, and I need it, like, now. Otherwise, if I don't get help... I'm going to get hurt and I'm possibly going to die. And I've said that... Uh, two friends of mine said that to me last night for part one of this podcast. Um, that if you really want something, if you really want to get help, and if you really want something in particular, you go and chase it. You go chase it. And Will Smith also said it best... If you can dream, if you can dream something, don't let go of that dream. If you want something, you take it. And I've been running, I've been running since this morning, but I've been trying my best to lose weight because I want to, I want to have kids someday, and I want, I want to run with my kids. I don't want to be in a wheelchair for the rest of my life, and I also 
want to be alive. I want to grow old with whoever I decide to get married to, whoever I have kids with. And I want to grow old with that person because I want to stay, I want to be alive. I want to be, you know, mentally and physically healthy. But more importantly, if I didn't realize that, hey, I need to get help, now I'm going to die. And it's, it took, I admit it took over 10 years for me to realize that I was hurting. I was hurting and I got the unfortunate scars to prove it. But, hey, everyone's hurting in their own unique and sometimes difficult way. But it doesn't mean that you can't get help. It's, it's an easy thing to admit, but it's also very difficult to admit for a lot of people. And you and I can speak to that. Uh, we, we both admit that, hey, we need help. I've been seeing therapy for a few years to get myself, you know, back in mental, mental shape. And I also, I, I admit, I did find religion. But hey, I never thought in my 22 years of life that I would find religion. But hey, here I am, you know. And I do thank friends and close people, especially you, for that. I do thank that. Big time. And you people out there, suit. Don't be afraid to get help. Goes a long way. And finding self-love, too. It goes a long way. That's enough of me ranting. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. That's enough emotional shit, hopefully. <laughs> one of us is going to cry their asses off, eventually. <laughs> one of us will. I, I put the over on me. <laughs> but, um... I don't know. I've been uh, I've been losing, I've been losing some weight, but also I've been trying to uh, eat better. But I admit that I miss some really good foods. Like I'm trying to find a really good lobster roll, and I don't know. I can't really find one here. But I don't know. Like. What do you think? This is the part of the podcast where we talk bullshit, hence the show Time to BS. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, I don't know, like, do you ever find that moment of, like, just trying to find, like, the perfect pancake or something like that? I'm sure you find that moment where you're like, God, that looks good. I should have that. I'll blow 30 bucks on a two pieces, on two pancakes. <laughs> I've never really had that moment. I've just been like, hey, let's go get food, and I'll just grab anything. <laughs> like, all right, fuck it. <laughs> like, fuck uh, it. I guess a moment where I've had, like, where I was like, we have to go back for seconds. Where I went to Chicago, when I went to Chicago, and uh, we went to this, uh, it was a nice little uh, restaurant, had good reviews, and I had, like, the best salmon of my, like, entire life. Really? And I was like, we're going back there because I need it again. <laughs> <laughs> I need that salmon. <laughs> hey, protein-packed salmon. Yeah. And it was amazing there. So, I learned a lesson when cooking salmon. Um, that if you take your sharpest knife and if you, like, you sort of, like, fold the salmon a little bit and you make, like, sliced indents, like, gills into the into the bottom of the salmon, like, where the skin is, it actually cooks a lot better. It's sort of, like, when you cook a burger and you, 
put a thumbprint in the burger, it prevents it from shrinking. Same with the salmon, it prevents it from shrinking. When you have nothing, when you have... Jesus, I punched my mic for a second there. When you have nothing to do during quarantine, you might as well teach yourself how to cook. I bet a lot of people did. I know a lot of people were doing, like, little, uh... Showing that, like, little, uh, cooking recipes on Twitter and stuff like that. <laughs> I gotta do that. I gotta find a way to do that. Um... What else What else did I try and do? I made hash browns. That was good. I made Cajun hash browns. And I don't know if you had Cajun before. I don't know if you've been down south before. I have not. You've never been to the south? No. Girl, you are missing out. <laughs> you no, are... no money or time. Well, besides that, but whenever I recommend Charleston, South Carolina. So... If or whenever you get down to Charleston, there is a... I can't remember the name of the restaurant, but it is the best shrimp and grits. But the grits are also cheesy, and they have hush puppies in them. Mm. Oh, it's so good. The South knows how to cook. They (laughs) love to fucking cook, and I fucking love it. That's why it's called school food, baby. Fuck yeah. And, well, we have our fair share of really good food on Long Island, also on... Montauk. We have our fair share of seafood in Montauk. Um, there are really good clams out there. There was a, uh, a restaurant that me and my ex went to. It was, uh, fuck, I can't remember what it was, but it was lo- there were lobster rolls there. But Long Island lobster rolls are not the same as New England lobster rolls. They're just not. Okay. They're not. I don't know what the fuck to talk about, okay? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck to talk about. I was. Right, bro. I don't give a. I don't give a. I don't give a. You talk about good food. Who doesn't like to hear good food? Well, like, yes. You know what? I don't want to boast, but when I went to Chicago, deep dish pizza, overrated. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It's. It tasted like New York pizza, but you went to the freezer instead. The freezer islands. Honestly, Thank I you. I, I, like, oh, I miss New York pizza, honestly. Thank you. <laughs> Finally, someone admits it that Chicago pizza is gross. Finally. It's gross. I still enjoyed it, but I. No, I. I, I oh, yeah. Well, I had. Well, I had Chicago deep dish once, and it wasn't. I didn't like it. It was all. Yeah. It was. It was really saucy. It. Like too I much sauce. Where you go, I think it depends on where you go. Too. Yeah, place it's renowned, and it was very good. I very much enjoyed it. I think it was great pizza. It just was not the same quality as New York, man. Oh, oh, which reminds me, there is a pizza place where I grew up. Um, shouting them out, it's called Furchie's Pizza. And if you've had chicken stroganoff before, have you? No. Okay, so chicken stroganoff is pasta and chicken and like a cheesy sauce or whatever what they do it's chicken stroganoff pizza they bake the chicken stroke into the dough and then they put more chicken stroke onto the pizza oh my gosh it's heavy but it's good it's it's chewy it's you taste the chicken you taste the pasta and it's i might get a slice tonight i don't know (laughs) i'm trying so hard to eat better i got a blunder recently I'm making smoothies. I'm like, oh, I'm really trying. 
and my legs are because I ran two miles for the first time in like five years. Wow. Oh, it hurts. It hurts so bad. <laughs> it hurts so fucking bad. Like, I don't want to do this, but I have to. <laughs> you, you get that moment sometimes. Oh, boy. Stick in there, bud. You can do it. Yeah, it's getting in there. Getting in there. Oh, boy. Um, t Did you ever, uh... I lost my train of thought. Wow. Okay. This comes to the point where we stop the show because I have nothing to do. Ah, <laughs> oh, Kim, love having you on. I want to have you on again sometime before the playoffs start. This is always fun having you on. I do appreciate it. Big time. No problem, man. I appreciate you, man. Hey, have yourself a good night, Kimmy. You too. <laughs>